You ready? Oh yeah. You sure? Oh yeah. You positive? Mm, well, I'm made up of neutrons, electrons, and protons, so I'm like negative, positive, and neutral. I hate you so much. <laughs> tuning into this 144th episode of Gameware Express. My name is Adam Arinder and it is Saturday, September the 17th, 2016. Neil Bonham, me and you this week. Are you ready? Happy birthday, buddy. Thank you. It was so hard not to say like my birth year. Like, you know, when you like write out your, yeah. like it's your birthday, you always want to write the birth year when it's right. not 1989, it's 2016. It is September 17th. 1989. Yeah. Is that when you were born? Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. I hit it. Good job. That's a 27 year, by the way. 1989. Yep. I'm 27 today. Right. Because uh, 1 plus 9 plus 8 plus 9. 27. Nine plus 9. I'm glad. Yep. You're right. <laughs> That's how math works. <laughs> um, It's just me and you. We're recording on Saturday because... Steven and Neil had to work on our usual recording night. Now Steven's sick, and Vaughn's at a fighting game tournament. I couldn't find anyone else who wanted to do this. Vaughn's like, you know, he's he's getting stuff to talk about next week. Yeah. You know, yeah. he's got to get ready. Right. So, just me and you. Yay. Intro question this week. They left us in charge. We're going to talk about Destiny. Uh-oh. So, for this week's intro question, I don't know. Um, your favorite Destiny expansion so far that's come out, and why? So we're about to enter year three. We've had the main game and about three or four expansions, if I recall correctly. Uh, which one do you think hit home the most for you? I mean, you know, there there was always that little thing of, like, the Dark Below being the first one. So that was, like, really cool, especially with yeah. how much I love the vanilla game. But, I mean, my, my favorite one has to be the Taken King. Yeah, I mean, that completely, like, it, literally changed the game. Yeah, con it revamped how everything worked, you mm -hmm. know, and it had its, its hiccups, you know, with the infusion only doing, like, 80% of what it was, and that was kind of an annoyance, and right. while it was going on where max light level was 320, I, ne I was a forever 319 <laughs> for a while, mm -hmm. and, um, you know, but it, like, it just did so much, like, the cinematics and the story were so much better. The mission structure was so much better, you know, like when we played that first mission and I got boosted by that Taken Cabal, you know. Right. It, it was just, there's a lot of good in that expansion. I agree. Um, mine's probably House of Wolves, just because that's when I was like getting back into playing it a lot, because I miss Dark Below coming out, because... You know, I was traveling for work back then, and y'all mm -hmm. all got, like, super high level, and I couldn't really keep up. But you were nice enough to come back down and play, like, the level, like, 17 missions with me. And it was exciting when House of Wolves came out, because that was my first, like, expansion launch. And they yeah. did the thing where you can go get the treasure chest and hunt the wolves before it came out. Right. And I always thought that was kind of cool. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to the, uh, the new stuff yeah. next week. And before we lose all of our listeners, we'll come back to Destiny in a little bit. So we're not just <laughs> rambling on uh, about Destiny. Because I know you've been playing a lot of that this week, but have you been playing anything else? Yeah, uh, only one other game. Okay. Well, no, two. Two, I yeah. lie. Um, 
So right now, my uh, mother is in Italy, and my stepfather left to go um, like build his deer stands for hunting season in North Louisiana. So uh, party at Neil's house. Yeah. So <laughs> we're we're like watching over my parents' house, um, you know, because my mom likes. They've had break-ins over the years, mm -hmm. so they like it when people stay there. That yeah. way it kind of makes it look like people are there. Right. Um, so that's what we've been doing. And while I've been there, um, I've played Pac-Man. The new Pac-Man oh, came out. Uh, Championship, Championship DX2? I think it's just or Championship, Championship Edition, Edition 2. 2 okay. Yeah. Um, that game is fantastic. Yeah? So I don't... I don't, there, there's been very few game series that I feel like have gotten better with every single release as they come out, mm -hmm. and somehow Pac-Man is one of them. Really? Like I didn't think you could really evolve on what Pac-Man is, mm -hmm. but they have, and yeah. I just love the craziness that Championship Edition is. Um, you know, because the first Championship Edition made it to where it, you know, there weren't ghosts on the screen, but you went by the sleeping ones and then it you could build up a hundred sleeping ones and turn around and eat them all and it was crazy high scoring and fast colors pace. and lights and yeah. yeah well this takes that idea and expands on it by actually adding the ghosts back on the map okay so while you have them chasing you there's also sleeping ones that once you wake them they start following the ghosts that are on the map but the way they've changed the ghosts that follow you on the map now is uh Got some interference. Yeah, I put my phone on airplane <laughs> mode, but it still made the clicking noise. Um, is so you can because it's so fast paced, you can actually run into these ghosts and nothing happened. But the thing is, is if you bump into them too many times, very close together, they get angry, and that's when they start just chasing. That after seems you. like the opposite of Pac-Man. Like right. bouncing off the ghost seems wrong, but it's not. Right. It's so fast paced, and it's you know. It causes a lot of trouble, but they've added things like the bomb jump to kind of get you out of the way. Mm -hmm. So it's, um, you know, if you're feeling trapped and they're coming at you, you can hit X and it shoots you back to like where you start on the map. Okay. And there's a little safe zone you can go and duck into, but you usually don't want to get caught yeah. in that. Interesting. Um, but it's just a way to also, you know, your time is based on, like your high score is based on how quick you do things. So yeah. after you eat the fruit, you know, because now they have uh, some things where... You have to eat the fruit to go to the next level. Well, sometimes the fruit will run away from you. So you have to chase the fruit <laughs> and go grab it. And, uh, okay. They've added things like boss fights, but the boss fights um, aren't really fights. Mm -hmm. It's just more like you go through the level, and at the end of it, he eats a lot of little ghosts that make up this one giant ghost. <laughs> uh, but it's really cool. Okay. Um, you know, for $10, I think it's like, Thirteen dollars actually, but I got it for ten because if you pre-ordered it, oh, it's like plus, yeah, yeah. Um, it's awesome. Did you play you know? Pac-Man Two Fifty Six? Yes. Like, well, I didn't on console. Oh, okay, I did on the phone, mm -hmm. and it was really cool. Like, I love the idea of you know naming it Two Fifty Six after the kill screen, and the kill screen like constantly chases after you. Yeah, like that was a really neat, intense mm -hmm. kind of like way. But um, yeah, I like I like Championship Edition a lot okay. more. Cool. Um, before we get back to Destiny, don't worry, listeners. We won't bore you to death just yet. We'll hey, get some Destiny more. We'll get some not, more show in there. Not boring. Not boring. <laughs> Play it and you'll understand. Uh, this week I'm playing a lot of Dead Rising. That was re-released on PS4 and Xbox One. Uh, I got the Xbox version because I have Dead Rising Three on Xbox One, and I can't have the series on two different consoles. So, um, this is my third time playing through Dead Rising. I tried playing through it twice on 360. 
uh, because I love like the zombie subgenre of horror. Mm-hmm. And this is a fucking zombie game in a mall where you could do use anything as a weapon, which seems like it'd be perfect for Adam. But I could never get into it the past two times I played it because I didn't understand, I guess, how the game was supposed to be played until like now. Right. Like basically, like you and Steven were like, it's basically a roguelike in a sense where you you will die and you have to restart and just kind of keep doing it. And before that seemed so weird to me, but now after playing things like Spelunky and uh, Rogue Legacy and stuff like that, it's like, oh, okay, it's just kind of like those, just in like a bigger... Right, it's 3D. not as quick. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I'm slowly making my way through things, realizing I don't have to rescue everyone, because that also was driving me crazy the first time I played mm-hmm. it. Because like, I feel like I have to do all of these, and now I think it was you that said, you're not going to, don't. And I'm trying my best to do it, but uh, I'm like 24 hours through now. I think I completed like the whole first day. And it's like one of those like stressful, fun games. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, because, I mean, it's kind of like playing Pikmin, which also had a timer, mm-hmm. so just feeling like I have to do everything, and, like, you can't dawdle, and I feel like I'm always wasting time, which is something that's hard for me to break, because I keep wanting to, like, restart, and I'm like, no, I just gotta, like, keep going through it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I haven't had too many problems with it this time. Adam the Clown, funnily enough, like, really sucked, like, trying to kill him. But I finally got him, and I got his two chainsaws, which seem overpowered as fuck. Yeah. Uh, I was talking to John Michael, and he told me where the books are to go, like, make those super, super durable. So that's what I'm going to do next when I play. Because I, I beat Adam the Clown, and I beat Steven, the grocery store manager. <laughs> and, that, and that's where I last stopped. But I, I'm really enjoying it this time. Good. Uh, because that's always been a franchise I've wanted to like, and I could never get into it. And the second time I played it, like, the first time I played it before I met any of y'all, really. So the second time I played it is like right after I like became friends with Steven like five or six years ago. And he was like, no, you have to go do this, this, and this. And that helped at first, but then I kept dying. I think I kept dying to the clown, and I was like, mm-hmm. fuck this game. I don't I can't. I can't do this. So I'm glad I finally like see it because I really want to play through these Dead Rising 4s coming out in December. Uh so basically I have the month of September to beat one. Two the remake of two or the re-release of two comes out uh, not next week, but the next week. So I have all October to beat two, November to beat three, and then four will come out in December. I'll probably be burned out by then, but we'll see. <laughs> I need to do the same thing, honestly. Yeah, uh, because I remember when Pikmin 3 was coming out. I like that summer, like months leading up to I played Pikmin 1 and 2. And by the time 3 came out, I didn't want to see a Pikmin game again because <laughs> I was so burnt out on Pikmin. So I hope that doesn't happen with Dead Rising. Uh, I probably will, but a lot of people are excited about it. I've been listening to other podcasts where they've been talking about Dead Rising. So I'm like, I need to play this, and I need to like it. And I have been. Frank so. West looks so weird in 4. Really? He does. I, he miss, I miss Fat Frank. Yeah. <laughs> well, we were looking it up. Like, 4 takes place 16 years later. I don't oh, know if that would make sense, I don't know if it's 16 years after 3 or 16 years after 1. Probably 1. Yeah. But it's like the, the, the Willamette Mall, like Memorial Mall or something. So that's why it's like a bigger mall, and you can go outside. And it seems like they're really going back to leaning into the quirkiness and the weirdness that... Well, from what I heard was lost in three. Mm-hmm. So I haven't played three, but it seems like it more like gritty and dark and realistic. But they're removing the timer from four because people didn't like it, which I guess like sixteen-year-old Adam didn't like it or get it. But now it's like, well, that's stupid because that seems like the yeah. whole foundation of the game. I feel like they should do kind of like what they did with Off the Record, like just have a mode with the timer and a mode without. Yeah. It. Like, well, I guess I say that but like Pikmin two didn't really have the timer. It had it, but it wasn't 
crucial to finish in 30 days exactly and then three i think three kind of hit a balance the little bit i played with three because there's no timer but you had food supplies right so it's kind of like a timer but it wasn't as like pressing as the timer in in one yeah three was the perfect blend in that series for me on Mm -hmm. those games like two is still my favorite Really, I hated to. Really, I, I didn't love like to. all those like underground like puzzle. I didn't like any of that. Yeah. See, I guess like after playing one so much, two was like such a nice change. Right. That that's why it kind of mm-hmm. stuck to me so much. And then three was just three's just really fun. Like mm-hmm. like you said, I love the balance of both. Yeah, I need yeah. to go back and like I played a couple hours of Pikmin three. I need to go back and like finish it, it's especially cool. with the the like the new one coming out on three DS. Yeah. New in quote, like finger quotes. But no, yeah, Dead Rising is super is super cool now. It's just I never know. I've reset like three times, but this is the longest I've gone without doing it. And now I don't kind of don't want to. Yeah. But I don't, I'm afraid I'm not going to be like strong enough at the end and to you beat won't. it early. You won't. And the thing is, is you're going to have to probably reset a few more times. But the thing is, is like now that you've beaten Adam the Clown, you know how to do it. That's so true. So he's it, he's just gonna get easier every single time. That's true. That, and and there'll be times like where you know you can literally just run to him and get him out the way. That makes sense because I was thinking of not wanting to do everything I've already done. But since you keep all of your stats, I don't need to go rescue those stupid like couple in uh like Wonderland Plaza or whatever and get right. them back. And that was a super stressful thing mm-hmm. because I've already got that experience. Right. I kind of just need to get back to resetting the the, the timer and. Yeah, and, you know, I I didn't beat Dead Rising to mm-hmm. get the best ending of the game until I was max level. What's max level? 50. Fuck, I'm like 15. Yeah. So I got a It, it takes go. a while, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, once you start hitting that 20, 25 stride, you're just... Plus, you, I guess at that point... You get so used to the game. You just... Once you can kill Adam the Clown and get his chainsaws, and if I can know where those books are, I can just run straight to those, and then it's just like smooth sailing yeah. through it. It's just... The one thing I hate about that game so much, and this will turn me off the first time, is those fuckers in, like, the Warthog <laughs> respawn. Yeah. That's such bullshit that they respawn. It's like Adam the Clown respawning. Like, that's so stupid. Does yeah. Adam the Clown respawn? No. Good. Okay. Uh, That's so stupid. Yeah, the the boss battles don't respawn, and I don't, I don't understand why the Warthog was never really considered one. Well, because you get credit but... for killing a psychopath when you kill the, the yeah. prisoners. So... Uh, John Michael told me that if I rip the gu- that if I rip the gun off and shoot their jeep, they don't respawn until the next day. That's that's true. Okay. And I think there's also an achievement where if you get that gun and you shoot the jeep, but you have to unload every single bullet has to hit the jeep uh, for it to count. Yeah. So that that's the only frustrating thing. So, but far. the good thing about achievements in that game, and a reason I always like strive to get them, is they're an unlockable in the game. Every like mm. achievement you unlock unlocks an item back oh, okay. at your safe house. Yeah. So, and that's how you got, you know, the Mega Man costume and things mm-hmm. like that. The only other thing that's been kind of frustrating is, of course, the AI, which I've heard terrible oh, the things AI about. Is and I always hear it's fixed So bad in one. Yeah, two yeah. is much better because they'll, you know, take weapons and use them very well. Yeah. They'll defend themselves. Mm-hmm. Whereas in one, they're just kind of hopeless. Yeah. <laughs> the best ones have been when I can, like, literally just carry the people because then yeah. I can run. Because the whole thing is, like, let's just run through the zombies. You don't have to fight. No, let's sit there. No, they try to fight in one, and they're terrible. It's always nighttime when I was trying to do it, so they're like the pissed-off zombies. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that game's cool. Yep. I like it more. I haven't played too much of it. I got it on Xbox One also. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
just for the same reason. Yeah, you, last I, I week you were over watching me play it, and you're like, I need to get this. Yeah, game. <laughs> we went to the mall and got it. Um, I haven't played it too much though. Like, I mean, I'm literally like level three or four. I'm yeah. not very far into it, but um, but I'm just really looking forward to four because it's it's Frank again. It's back in Willow Bend. It's during Christmas, so it's mm-hmm. like anytime I used to close at the mall and like the Christmas music would still be music would still be playing, but the lights were kind of off except for the Christmas yeah. lights, and we were going like make deposit. It like felt like like a Dawn of the Dead or like a Dead Rising situation. Yeah. So that's, I'm really I used to, forward uh, to that. I used to always plot like what I would do, where I would go <laughs> yeah. if it happened and I was at the mall. <laughs> yeah, our mall doesn't have like battle axe and katana swords, so that kind of sucks. No, but there's stuff. Yeah? There's stuff you What's could What's your use? zombie contingency at the Mall of Louisiana? Um, a lot of those... Uh, the the thing the the little hangers from gameware that's true. you could stab a lot of things with that's those that's true i mean the box cutter yeah oh you just so you just buckle up in gameware you wouldn't try to make oh, it no, to like no no i'd try oh, yeah. to go yeah but uh, so you know so many of the stores have changed like yeah. i used to always think of like you know making hot chocolate and throwing them on the zombies <laughs> but there's no more cafe de mon that's true like all the sports stores on the other side of the mall so like yeah. baseball bats and yeah. all that stuff i can make day. it there you just have to make it there and then you're good they're slow and stupid, right? Hey, and you know, unlike Dead Rising, they don't just like break every, yeah. at, at the same point every That's single time. That's the only time. other frustrating thing <laughs> that I've kind of gotten used to now because it's just one of those games. Once you learn the layout of the mall, all the weapons do respawn. So once you like re-enter, like Paradise Plaza, the katana is always on the top of the right. canopy in the food court, and then there's one in the entrance plaza in the store, and then there's like another one somewhere. So mm-hmm. it's one of those where you have to play it a lot to get used to the things. It's just that's very unconventional gameplay yeah and that was weird when i was like 16 again when i was like 19 or 20 yeah i mean it was weird when it came out right you know so just to shoot a gun you have to hold down the right trigger move with the left stick and press x so it's yeah that's something they fixed in two also those weird that's good because japanese controls yeah yeah the only other frustrating thing is if I'm like swinging away with my katana and i don't notice it's about to break and then it breaks and then i actually like chug my orange juice with full health and i'm like son of a (laughs) At least there's lots of orange juice. That's true. I'm learning that too. So that game's cool. Uh, I've been playing still Attack on Titan. I know I've talked about that a lot of the past couple weeks. I think I'm finally starting to hit the point where I'm burning out on that. Um, I'm on chapter three now. Chapter two is a lot of Levi, and I know Levi is like the crowd favorite character. I don't really care about Levi that much. And it's getting to where the Titans are getting harder to kill, which makes sense. But I don't feel myself progressing a lot like I was before, although I'm spending all the resources upgrading my, like, gear. Mm-hmm. So it's just, like, before I could swipe in once on the, the neck, which is the weak spot, and take out a Titan. Now I have to do it two or three times, which doesn't seem, A, correct, because the show is just, like, one swipe. And B, it's just becoming more repetitive. Yeah. So I'm finally, I guess I'm starting to see the criticisms a lot with the Warriors games that people have. Yeah, I mean, I felt the same way, you know, as much as I loved Hyrule Warriors. Like, towards the end of it, it just kind of becomes the... Yeah. The same thing over and over, and so I. It could be also because De- I've been playing a lot of Dead Rising too, mm-hmm. and I also because Dead Rising two doesn't come out until <laughs> next week. Uh, Dead Rising also, and I just haven't wanted to go back to that. But well, just the novelty of being in the Attack on Titan world is wearing off. But I'm enjoying Dead Rising a lot more. Yeah. So maybe I'll go yeah. back to it. But also, Bioshock the Collection came out this past week. I haven't played that yet, but I hear like Bioshock one looks awesome, and that's like. My favorite game of all time, either that or Sonic 2. I've only seen the launch trailer of it, and it looks like it runs fantastic. Yeah. I want that. That's that's really cool. I'll get it eventually. I also bought something else. What else did I buy that in play? Oh, um, Dishonored Definitive. Oh, okay. I bought that because Dishonored 2 was in November. Yeah. So, got to get up on all these sequels Yeah. coming out uh, for Christmas time. 
And then one other thing I wanted to touch on, we played a little bit. We went back to Overcooked. Oh, which, yeah. Because uh, me, you, and your girlfriend got pretty far, and you all ended up playing it, buying it and playing it. Uh, that game is very difficult to go back to. Mm-hmm. Like, if you haven't played it in, like, two or three weeks, like me, and you go to, like, World 5, that's almost impossible because you yeah. lose all your flow, you forget what you're supposed to be doing, and it gets really tricky later in the game. Almost to the point where it's like leaving a bad taste in my mouth when before it was only a good taste. So I'm that's partially my fault because I'm taking that joke? break, but a little bit, a little bit. Uh, so if if you're playing Overcooked or you want to play Overcooked, don't stop playing it until you finish it because it's it's one of those hard games to get back into. Yeah. So, but again, you know, it's also one of those things. Like, when Katie and I played it, we found it to be much easier, more fluid with two people than three people. Yeah, because I think three is closer to four than it is to yeah. two. Because there, we were, like, gaming the game, which was also less fun when, when y'all were over, because one one of you, either you or her, would just back out, and we'd beat it two-player. I'm like, well, that's not the point. The point is I wanted to play it all together. We shouldn't have to <laughs> drop down a two-player mode so it's easier because you have more time and the score's lower. Right. Than, because a lot of the, some of the stages are, like, separated. So if it's one and one, it's easier. And if it's, I'm sure if it's two and two, it's easier. But if it's two and one, sometimes having the two on the side they're on doesn't make sense. You don't need right. two over there. And then you can't beat the time or the score. So it's balanced weird. but It's, it's all still... better than playing one player. I bet. I bet. <laughs> but if if you can have that game with – well, I mean, three was still fun. But yeah. two or four would probably be ideal. And it's, it's a very great – it's like a great game. Yeah. But just don't take a break. And a bunch of Destiny stuff has happened. Uh, yeah, I, I jumped back into that this week. We played some. I know you've been playing a lot of it. Uh, was it last week or two weeks ago? We were talking about how this expansion. It seems like there's no pre-launch stuff. Right. Well, we can put our take our foots out of our mouths now because absolutely, Bungie's pulled a fast one on all of us. Yep, and that that's like kind of the great thing, you know. Like last we talked about it, I was like, yeah, you know, it doesn't seem they're really doing any pre-launch stuff. But then they hinted with, you know, oh, you can get boots above light level three thirty-five, yeah. and then. They have that uh, sidearm exotic that you can get. Well, now they've completely, like you said, blown the doors open. Because there's a big update this week that we kind of just assumed was like the pre-pack, like the right. pre-X pack update, bringing it in there and then it'll unlock next Tuesday. But they've also slowly introduced some more stuff. Yeah, so it, it ended up being um, this this thing called Owl Sector, mm-hmm. um, like Owl the Bird. Yeah. Um, and it just kind of like happened randomly where it was first noticed by a streamer who was playing mm-hmm. and all of a sudden he got this buff and these like colored particles roaming around his head. Yeah, it looked kind of like the old like Nightfall, the Nightfall buff. thing. Yeah. yeah. And which is funny because, you know, it looks like the Nightfall buff and, and then once you start getting the transmission communication things like where you read mm-hmm. what's been going on, all of it starts in Dust Palace, which is this week's Nightfall. Ah. so it's kind of like a weird thing like i did we ran the nightfall mm-hmm. and we didn't get the buff from that yeah so um but then i've played one crucible match since all this started and i got two buffs huh so i got brilliance and glory and i think the other ones are like solitude and uh, i don't know there's five of them total and from what people can tell whether you have one or whether you have all five it doesn't seem like your experience gains or anymore yeah but what these buffs do is um your experience and reputation, you get a boost. Okay. Um, so it doesn't seem like a bad thing, mm-hmm. but um, the the transmissions are just awesome. And so on Bungie.net right now, there's actually an Owl Sector 
website mm-hmm. where you can go and track and there's like a pie chart graph that shows you know brilliance i think is the one that like everyone has it's like over 50 percent of the pie chart is brilliant so it's like it's showing all five of them and it looks like you know what percentage of guardians have these right and there's just all these conversations between um I guess they're just like it, there's the Vanguard leaders like Ikora, Cade Six, and Zavala, and then there's other people like Quist and um, I don't remember the names of them, but they're all like basically talking about it, trying to yeah. figure out what it is because they're noticing Guardians are becoming infected. So, um, so the infection going quote unquote going around right now is like good. Like if you have like the yeah, things above your but overhead. the Vanguard is even still talking about how like they don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. So they don't want to. So, so that's the big thing from this expansion is we're going to. Is Siva is an infection, right? Yeah, that was shut off by the Iron Lords. Mm-hmm. So they don't know where this is coming from, and of course, you know, again, all of this is leading up to Rise of Iron. Mm-hmm. And another interesting thing that I thought was cool about it was um, in our clan, uh, Nate, one of the guys, had like sent us a text saying that. I don't know if he thinks it's a rumor or if it's like confirmed, but they're thinking that right when Rise of Iron comes out for that first week, the tower is going to be inaccessible. And the thing uh. is, is, is in all these transmission logs, like Cade Six and them are talking about how, like, well, you know, we need to quarantine the Guardians. And uh, Savala and Kate are like, well, you haven't worked with the Guardians. Like, they're very hard-headed. They, <laughs> you know, they they dance randomly even when there's no music. And they're like, you know, you just don't understand. So it's it's really cool how they're throwing cool. in this whole like, like alternate reality. They're game like leaning where, into all like the silliness the players. Yeah, do. exactly. So it's like they're taking what the community does and making it meta, which That's is really cool. really awesome. Yeah. Um, but they were talking about how you know, well, we can't quarantine them. Like, mm-hmm. a, we need them. But B, we also don't want this infection to spread to non-light, which mm-hmm. is like just the normal humans in the yeah. city. So apparently, like the Guardians have agreed to be quarantined from going into places like that. So I wonder huh. if that's going to lead into why we can't access the tower the first week. Yeah, but what would that do to people who don't have Rise of Fire? You can't go. They can they do that? Can they close off the tower for? us who are playing it and those who are not without like i like that theory that's just i don't see- i don't know like i i guess because it's like to me at this point if you're playing destiny you're probably getting the experience. i agree i agree so but, i mean i know there are you know i, I just i don't know how that's gonna work right you know i i, I assume or that's their like really fucked up way of being like you better buy this or not i don't think they do that i don't but- i don't I think if you don't have Rise of Iron, you'll you'll be able to access the tower. I think this is all like it'll be different servers, right? Like diff- or different instances, right? And I think it's it. all just you know part of the story where if you get Rise of Iron later, the tower still will be accessible. Yeah. Because I think this is literally going to be a like a launch event, a launch event. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And um, I don't know. It, it it's just like really cool, like watching the Vanguard try to figure this out, and like up until the I think it's just going to be like they don't know what it is, and then Rise of Iron launches, and that's when they find out that the Plague Land Siva. Yeah, has been released and like all these little nanobite particles are going to be something from that. Mm-hmm. So it, it's it's really cool like how they're building this up and I, I really like how they didn't announce it and it yeah. all just came from the community finding it. Like right now, Bungie hasn't really said anything. They they are doing things like where the more data that's collected from these, um, there are more transmission logs being done. Okay, so it's like. Every few hours, I'm checking the website to see, hey, is there is there like a new <laughs> conversation between Savala and Cade and Ikora yeah. and all them? Because um, they're all you know trying to figure out what this is. And mm-hmm. 
Um, one of the theories on a YouTube video was with Owl Sector. I think Owl stood for something like Orbital Weapons Launch. Yeah. So they're thinking it may have something to do with like a satellite system that's in orbit, hmm. which all could lead to the whole thing of you know Rise of Iron. Definitely looks like Rasputin, the war mine, was used to contain the yeah. virus. And the war mind is there in lore in that any time it feels threatened, it will blow up Earth. Like if if it feel and so that's the thing is like I wonder if like this infection will be leading into oh, what so is we have to like what is destiny too and maybe there will be no more Earth Mars and Venus like hmm. what if Rasputin ends up blowing up the inner solar system interesting and, and destiny two has to take place Saturn and beyond that'd be cool you know because they've always had ideas for Titan yeah the, because you know, they have to do something like that if they're not going to include the original planets from the game mm -hmm. like I guess something narratively so that's not a bad idea. I think it's really shitty if they make a Destiny 2 that's cut off from Destiny 1 stuff. But, I mean, I guess it's not like, wow, it's just one continuous world. This is different. Yeah. It is really shitty. But, I mean, if you take your character over, I guess it really doesn't matter. If you don't, can't take your character over, then that's a problem. But I'm, there's yeah. no way they do that. Yeah, they've already expressed that you'll be able to transfer your character in some way. So it may even be like you have a new character, but you have all your old stuff. Yeah. Like, I don't know how it would work. I don't think Destiny 2 will be a complete reset. Mm -hmm. I think it's also still kind of weird that they're calling it Destiny 2 right yeah, now. Yeah, I don't but know. But it's still I not mean, set in stone that right. that's what it is. No. Um, Destiny is obviously what they're going to call it. Absolutely. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, this pre-release stuff has been, like, so far, this is, like, the coolest thing I think they've done. Okay. Um, you know, the first thing was just the the acolytes praying and raising up the knights, mm -hmm. and then you got the sword that yeah. you could use for, you know, a minute or so. Then House of Wolves had the treasure key, but this is just like this is interesting. You know, the Taken are just annoying. So. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, this is like really cool, and it's like making me really want to play Crucible. Like, I don't even really know how I got it. I think I got it from in the Crucible matches where where I got both of them, mm -hmm. and I think I picked them up because maybe the two guys that I was playing with were infected. So whenever I picked up their orbs of light after their supers, I got the infection. Oh, okay. So I think that's how I got it, but I'm not really sure. Gotta watch out with people's but, orbs. You don't yeah. know where they've been. But that's what's really cool, because like, I've been to the tower, and I've seen people not infected. Interesting. But, and so that was me when I first turned yeah, it on. Yeah. And I saw uh, you know people with particle heads. And, <laughs> and then, you know. Well, shit, now, now I need I to get it. infected. Yeah, like. <laughs> yeah. So I went and played some Crucible and got infected. You that's know? funny. But I think people are saying they're noticing where they get it from strikes and PvP. Okay. So no really other instance of uh, hmm. grabbing it. So, yeah, I don't know. It, it, this is interesting to see where it's going to lead. I'm really psyched for the story that's coming. Yeah, I wonder if Bungie will eventually reveal everything. They have to, right? Yeah, they yeah. will. Yeah. Like, like hey, y'all saw what was going on last week. Well, surprise! Yeah, yeah. they definitely stuff. will. And But it, it's, it's fun. It's fun watching the community go over something like this again. Yeah. You know? I love sure. when Reddit blows up on a mystery Mm -hmm. in destiny because it, it's so cool how that community comes together to try to figure it out it's true it's cool so, loving it well that's it for me Is that it for you for this week? um the only other thing i played was uh i've been playing my 3ds again a little bit so i restarted in fantasy life okay but you know that game's cool i bought that i know I i've talked about yet. that before but yeah i started this time and made i'm an archer oh cool this time not a not a miner <laughs> So you've grown little, up you've hit the age of majority yeah. it's a it's a little more exciting shooting a bow and arrow than uh hacking away at crystals yeah i bet so that's cool 
Let's talk about some news. So, there's an interesting shift happening to me that Sony seems to be regressing to like the Sony of old, and Microsoft I feel has a, had a big momentum swing since E3 mm -hmm. with the way they announced the Xbox One S and Scorpio, and then Sony doing their whole like PS4 Pro press conference, and that seemed to like fall flat on its face and Microsoft's taking jabs at them on Twitter. Did you see that? I did not. The Xbox is tweeting out pictures of the Xbox One S, and it's like, 4K Blu-ray drive, check. <laughs> you know, whatever, check. Best games, check. Like just, Sony invented Blu-ray. Yeah. So, we have it. <laughs> like, 4K games, UHD drive, and it's like just ripping apart the PS4 Pro. So those people looking forward to mod support on consoles for Fallout 4 and Skyrim Legendary Edition, or whatever it's called, uh, will not the PS4 players will be left out in the cold because Bethesda's come out and said Sony will not allow them to do mod support the way they want to, so it's just not going to happen, which kind of sucks. Yeah, and it, and it, it kind of turns into like he said, she said, like Bethesda saying Sony doesn't want them to do it the way they want to, so how's Bethesda wanting to do it? Maybe Sony wants to limit it, like the amount of mods or specific ones, and Bethesda's like, no, just let them do whatever. I guess kind of like on Xbox. Yeah. So I don't know if this has to do with recently like the Vita being like broken, where now you can like load and download whatever you want on Vita, uh, which I'm sure Sony does not like. Uh, and they're trying to be more protective of their hardware, but it just seems like you're upsetting more of your user base. And I feel like Sony's kind of regressing to Sony of old. I don't know. It just could be a coincidence of these things happening in the past couple of months and everything. Well, might be I, fine. yeah. Also, recently too, I noticed. I don't know if this was something you had marked down to talk about, but with the whole No Man's Sky thing, like mm -hmm. they finally come out and Sony said, you know, well, it was a PR issue on Hello Games' part. Yeah. And it's like, mm, that's not true. You paid for the. You were the marketing dollars. You, like, you, don't pass you that are, buck to them. You are the publisher. So right. that means PR goes on to you. Like, well, Sony didn't publish it. They marketed it. Oh, well, I thought they were the publisher. No, they just put in all the marketing dollars. Oh, okay. I think. Well, they put a lot of money towards Either it. Either so way, I, I feel yeah. like yeah, I feel like you're right. Like, I think they didn't want to publish it because of that. But then, like, putting all that money behind marketing and then pointing the finger back at the little indie developer seems kind of shitty. Yeah. So it, there's a lot of weird moves coming out of Sony, and I don't get it because they've been crushing it the past three years. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess when you get in a comfortable lead, sometimes you... 599 US dollars! Yeah. I don't know. <sighs> so, we'll see. I I think they're still going to lead the console race, because I don't... I don't know, like... But I feel like this generation is going to turn into last, except it's going to be swapped. Yeah. Where Microsoft will definitely play catch-up, but it will never be better than the right like well, I mean, the one won't ever surpass the four right like the three never passed surpassed the 360 mm -hmm. we'll see also like how psvr comes into this because there's like no first party sony games coming out this holiday season <laughs> and the one that did last guardian got delayed you know which i think i wrote that down that was a vr no 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 i'm just saying like i didn't write that down but that happened oh yeah the last guardian got delayed to december 6th i'm just saying yeah. like there's no first party games Aside from a few first-party VR games, right. except for The Last Guardian, which got pushed back to December. Yeah, uh, that's a few more weeks, right? We've waited this long, yeah. but I just I don't know what Sony's doing. They didn't have a very strong first-party representation last year, and they were fine, like last holiday season. And Microsoft's yeah. sitting there buying Tomb Raider, 
and everything. But at least this holiday, they have Dead Rising, Microsoft. They have Dead Rising, Gears of War 4, Forza Horizon 3. Like, they got some first-party stuff coming out, and Sony yeah. doesn't. It'll be interesting to see who, quote-unquote, wins the holiday season, you know? Yeah, I, I mean, I think Microsoft definitely is doing some really great things right now. And, I mean... The UI is still shit. Yeah, it is. And Sony's just got even better. Yeah. Like, the, I the love port- the whole fo- folders aspect that they added. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's basically becoming the cross-media bar more and more. Yeah. And I thought that was just a phenomenal, mm-hmm. like, s- system to have. The uh, My Xbox One updated... Where now it has Cortana attached to it. I guess like the phones and Windows 10. Which is so fucking annoying. Before I could just be like, Xbox turn on, Xbox turn off. Because I'm still one of those idiots with Connect attached to my system. Now I have to say, hey Cortana, go to sleep. To turn it off. I'm like, I don't want, no. Can I just go back to saying Xbox off? Yeah, just hold the button. Uh, yeah, that's. And turn it off. But it's cool yelling at your system twice because it doesn't understand you the first time. <laughs> <laughs> so I just feel like. I remember, like, Major Nelson, like, tweeted out, like, hey, Forza Horizon 3 demo is live. Go download it. And I tried to do that, and I didn't know how to download a demo. Like, I don't understand their user interface. It makes no fucking sense. Yeah, I noticed they changed, like, where your your games library is to Yeah. So that took me, like, a minute to find. I also don't understand, you know. I think it's in a better place. Instead of having, (laughs) like. It's dead? Huh? It's dead. It's dead. You're like, it's in a better place. Oh. (laughs) See, you've got all the puns this week, and I'm like. Yeah. You're killing it. Also, another dead joke. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I like that they you know put it like right to the right whenever you turn right. on the screen instead of having to scroll all the way down to the bottom to well, get to makes your games. To, what doesn't make sense to me is I've been switching a lot back and forth between Rock Band Four and Dead Rising, and on the PlayStation, when whatever disc you put in, that pulls that game from your queue like to the front. Right. For the Xbox, it doesn't. It's still like I had to scroll down like four spots to where Rock Band 4 was, and it all of a sudden has the disc logo to click on it. Like, why isn't that moved up to the giant fucking square when you turn the system on? Yeah, I don't know. I think they really need to overhaul the Xbox One, because, I mean, it just looks like that. Sunset overhaul? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) It just, it still reminds me of, you know, Windows 8 and how it's just built around touch, and nothing about your television screen is touchscreen and... Also, why when I press to the left, I have to like wait three seconds before like the other that little bar will come out? Because all the ads have to load. <laughs> so, and then you have the PS4 4.0 update also came out, which mm-hmm. changed a few things. Now, when you hold the PS button down, there's like something comes from in the side and has more options. But I just want to turn the thing off. Yeah. So, well, usually it just goes right on that. Well, I mean, usually it takes up your whole screen. Now it's only like half your screen. Oh yeah. And there's a few more options. The turn, like the go to sleep button, isn't just right there. Now I have to go to power options, go to sleep. So I have to press another button, which I don't like. Oh my but God. <laughs> here we go. Once you get used to it. If I'm gonna bitch about one of the consoles user interface, I'm gonna bitch about the other one too. We are an equal yeah. opportunity bitching podcast. Nice. <laughs> I like it. Uh, so holiday season is near. But if you're looking forward to playing South Park uh, Fractured But Whole, you got to wait until 2017 because it's not coming out in December. Well, that sucks. And yeah. now I really hope that game fails. And <laughs> <laughs> Would you want to, like, death to Trey and Matt? Like, listen to them, like, death yeah, threats on Twitter? absolutely. You know, if I have to wait longer, then I'm going to kill you to where it never comes out. What, it's actually fine, like, because I want to go back and also finish Stick of Truth, because I never did that, mm-hmm. but if it stayed where it was, with Last Guardian being delayed, Last Guardian, uh, Fractured But Whole, and Dead Rising 4 all would have come out on the same day. 
So it works out better. Yeah, I think yeah. so. But the problem is, if it gets delayed past February 14th, I'm not playing anything ever because that's when Persona 5 comes out, and you will not see me for 90 hours. So hopefully it comes out in January. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe April. Maybe. Maybe. April will be fine. I think I'll finish Persona by April. Yeah. Uh, let's see. If you like Assassin's Creed and Ezio Auditore da Firenze, butchered that name bad, uh, and you have an Xbox One or PS4, you can play as him again they're releasing a trilogy yep that was the worst lead up ever to the Ezio collection <laughs> for assassin's creed coming out on november 17th it was probably better than anything ubisoft does that's true so. <laughs> i guess you know why not put it out again for i don't know that's yeah so i guess this is year two of no assassin's creed no this is just the first year isn't that weird one came, oh, i thought last year they one came out last year syndicate that was last year yeah Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm all behind. I don't know. Ever no. since Black Flag, I heard I don't that care. one was fun. But yeah, no, they're taking this year off for Watch Dogs 2, which is how they should do it. Uh, and then whatever Assassin's Creed, I guess, is coming out next year. But you'll still get Assassin's Creed this year because they couldn't they couldn't go one calendar year without it. It's just the Ezio collection yeah. for PS4 and Xbox One. So if you haven't played two Brotherhood or Revelations, uh, you can go play those again. Two of those games are good. Two of those games are good. Brotherhood felt like more of an expansion than a game. But it was good. But it was good. That's because it was just more Assassin's Creed 2. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited for Titanfall. Are you excited for Titanfall 2? Yeah. How about a Titanfall card game? Because <laughs> uh, he, announced, he announced Titanfall Frontline, which is going to be a digital uh, collectible card game. Is every game getting a... Everyone's going after that Hearthstone money because they're pulling in $20 million a month. I want the uh, Destiny Grimoire card game. I'd probably play a Destiny collectible card game. But I don't think Bungie's gonna make that. No, yeah, they're. Uh, I, yeah, I didn't really look much into this besides it exists and they're making one for your phone because I play Hearthstone and that's enough. But between this and them, CD Projekt Red breaking off Gwent and then Elder Scrolls Legends and Duelist and all these other like digital card games, everyone's going after that Hearthstone money. At least they're digital. At least it's not yeah. like you know. Right. You gotta buy all these cards. But I buy all these cards anyway. I just can't <laughs> hold them in my hand. <laughs> Hearthstone also just uh, put out a new welcome bundle where for $5 you get 10 booster packs and a classic uh, class legendary. Usually it's $1.50 for two booster packs. So you're getting like 50 cents a pack. So that's pretty good. No, it's $3 for two booster packs. So it's $1.50 a pack. And these are only 50 cents a pack. Nice. And a legendary. Which, if you've been playing as long as I have, just equates to a lot of dust. But still, for five bucks, it's a really good deal. It's a lot of dust. It's a lot of dust. Usually, like, it's been about 900 to 1,000 dust. I don't know what any of that means. Perfect. Also, <laughs> uh, they announced with the Welcome Bundle that the Priest class uh, is getting its new alt skin. Because a lot of the classes of getting, like, alt, alt characters mm -hmm. you could either buy with real money or do their weird marketing promotion to get. So it's uh, Tyrande, who is Malfurion's wife, if you like WoW lore, which I know these things now, and but there's no details as of yet on how to get her. Because the first three that came out, you had to buy for $10, which was insane. And then one came out, you had to play World of Warcraft, and then another one came out, you had to refer a friend. So I guess they tried doing you know alternate marketing strategies to get you to get them. So it'll be interesting to see how they do this one, but I really like her because I played her a lot in Here's on the Storm. So I'm excited for that. So, in lieu of all these other card games coming out, 
Hearthstone was like, well, we're going to add to ours. Yeah. Nice. And, I mean, they just had their last adventure come out. I'm sure by the end of the year or the beginning of next year, they'll have the next big expansion because now they rotate sets out mm -hmm. uh, each calendar year. So they'll have to have something coming out in December or January to replace mm -hmm. those cards getting rotated out. Yeah, I don't really see much of a, the Titanfall fan base playing a card game so i wonder how that's gonna i don't either although titanfall 1 did have cards those burn cards you use like for your loadout which are really stupid because that's how you could give them microtransaction money no i never played titanfall 1 i like titanfall 1 it was fun yeah it always looked cool yeah it was one of those where like you could use a burn card like now i'm gonna start with like a rocket launcher but you can only use it once Ooh no but you could get booster packs for winning games or something, or you could just give them 99 cents. Which would you dirty. prefer? Uh, not giving EA any more money than I have yeah, to. That's true. Yeah. So that's kind of like what I'm saying, like, because as much as I really like Battlefield One, like I don't really look forward to paying 130 dollars for a year-long game. Um, how much of your money do you pay for Destiny? Yeah, but that's not a year-long game. <laughs> I've been playing that. Yeah. And it's been $140, and that's because I got a collector's edition. That's true. But that came with the the first two expansions. Right. So that was, what, 100 Yeah, $100, and then I bought 40 Taken King. So that's 140 bucks over the course of two years. Uh-huh. 30 more for year three. See, Battlefield 1 is going to be $60 game, very right. expensive season pass. And you're not going to play it for a thousand hours like you had that thing. Right. And then the next year, like, the game, like, won't matter. It's a new one. Yeah. Battlefield 2. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta do all the... Yeah. <laughs> so that's all the news I have for this week. So I was pulling up NeoGAF to see if I, like, missed anything. Uh, and here's an interesting thread I found uh, for Sony's Andrew House found Microsoft's response to the PS4 Pro, quote, quite intriguing. Because we were just... But they're like Twitter stuff. In an interview with uh, Digital Spy, um, Sony Interactive Entertainment CEO Andrew House was asked about Microsoft's response to their PS4 Pro. And he said, quote, I thought it was quite intriguing given that we'd seen a year of stories about a new and different Microsoft in terms of their attitude towards the competition. Uh, that was rather short-lived, wasn't it? End quote. Ooh, we'll dig there! Little, little shot. <laughs> that was really funny. That's okay. We'll see. We'll see what the um, you know, because I'm really in, interested to see what the uh, the Scorpio is going to be now, right? Because it's like with the Pro, they really made it to where they're not like going to split their player base. No, and I, I, I'm reading more and more reports of a lot of developers not giving Pro updates to their games. Yeah, I feel like the PS4 Pro now is just for like crazies. I feel it's just like it's, yeah. Like if you have a 4K TV, sure. Right. If you didn't have a PS4, sure. Yeah, but if you have, if you're like us, like I say, four hundred dollars, I don't need to go buy this thing now. Yeah. As much as I love buying new shiny things, it literally, well, from what I understand right now, it doesn't do anything for me. Yeah. But I wonder if like you know the the Scorpio is going to be different. Like I wonder if it's going to be like the Xbox Two, basically. Yeah. So you know, yeah, I'm curious. I, I don't. I know we talked about the pro last week. I just really don't see why it exists at this point because Sony could have come out next year at E3 and announced the PS5 for a 2018 release. That'd yeah. be five years between the things and like been fine. I think. Yeah. I know a lot of people are used to like the eight and nine year console cycle we had last time, but before that, the console cycles have always been four or six years. Oh yeah. You know, I mean, the fucking Xbox One, the Xbox OG, to Xbox 360 was four years. Right. Same I think with GameCube to Wii. Mm, that was. 
what, GameCube was 2001? No, Wii was 06. That was four, five years. Five years. So, yeah, four yeah. to five years. That, I mean, that was a thing before. Yeah. Uh, if Sony could still come out with the PS5 in 2018. You yeah. know, two years after the Pro, who cares? As long as it's fully backwards compatible, like, because it's more PC-based, they could do that, Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, it, it'll just be interesting to see, because... Like, who knows when the new consoles are going to be coming out. And like you said, yeah. it very well could be soon. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you want to put too much power and development into these right. little mid-consoles. Plus the whole reason in that that keynote or press briefing, or you want to call Sony had, Andrew House was like, we're making the PS4 Pro because we noticed we are losing customers to PC. Not to Microsoft, to PC. But the specs of the ps4 pro can't compete with the pc you know no and it's not much different like you have the better graphics processing unit yeah which allows them to open up more of the eight cores that they have Mm -hmm. so it's like right now you know the ps4 uses like three of the eight cores but that's what they like lock it at so it's like now the pro they say will be double so it's still six of the eight so you're still not even using the full potential power of what a system could be yeah so, I, I, don't I don't know. And then we have the NX next year. Who knows what the fuck that's going to be? Yeah, I don't know. We keep seeing more rumors. At this point, I'm back to, like, I don't want to talk about NX rumors because they're just all popping up everywhere. And I'm excited for it. Maybe, like, once a month we'll, like, take the whole months of X- NX rumors and, like, talk about them. But, you know, a little bit last week I saw it was just more of, like, the detachable controllers are becoming more, like, a yes thing with the big screen. And then it more connects to your TV than goes into a dock. But whatever. We'll just... They have to announce it soon, right? We're six months out of the supposed release date. Yeah, I saw something where a lot of the uh, shareholders in Nintendo suspect it's going to be announced in October. Okay. I so. figured September, but October is not too yeah. far off, you know? It could be October, like, 1st, and that's like, yeah. two weeks from now. Right. Uh, so we'll see. So that's all the news I have. Let's see what's coming out next week. Well, since we're recording this on Saturday, yesterday on Friday, uh, Dragon Quest Seven came out on 3DS. Oh, man, I want that. Yeah. Also, a drift came out on Xbox One. Nice. I still need to play that. <laughs> on Tuesday, Destiny: Rise of Iron comes out on PS4 and Xbox One. Suck it, last gen. Also, it's about time. Yeah. Also, Destiny: The like collection, which has everything, comes out. So yeah. for sixty bucks, that's really good. Yeah. So you, if you haven't played Destiny yet, come join us. It's fun. We promise. <laughs> and then you don't have to roll your eyes and quit listening to the show every time we talk about Destiny because you're right there with us. You're gonna want to. You're gonna want to. You're gonna be looking forward to the <laughs> weekly Destiny segment. Also, uh, Jazz Punk's uh, coming out on PS4. They're re- remaking that. Jazz Punk. No, Jazz Punk. No, I'm not thinking of Jazz Jackrabbit. Jazz Punk came out like three years ago, two years ago on PC as an indie title. There's a lot of Game of the Year discussions. Cool. Um, this technically came out yesterday. But the official release date is Tuesday. NBA 2K17, PS4, PS3, Xbox One, Xbox 360, and PC. If you pre-ordered it, you could get it on Friday. But we were just selling it on Friday. Oh, like the early tip-off edition. Yeah. Because yeah. you know, in basketball, like they like if you're going to do the tip-off, it's earlier. If you, if you pre-order than... it, then you could tip off earlier than the other. Right. Team. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Also, uh, Killer Instinct Definitive Edition comes out next week. On... Oh, so there's going to be no more Killer Instinct. This is it. That's this it. Is definitive. Yeah. So edition. season three was it. According to Dave Lang, they like to do a season four, but yeah. we'll see. Yeah. Please don't end it on guest characters. <laughs> yeah. But is haven't they pretty much pulled all of the? I don't know. Killer Instinct roster. I'm just still, you know, thinking of Mortal Kombat. Oh yeah. <laughs> At least Mortal Kombat's kind of made sense. I guess it was just licensed like. 
horror movie She was double killers. UB, yeah. yeah. But it, it's just there's so many Mortal Kombat characters that are not in right. X. Right, right. Like, why not? Why not just bring <laughs> Maybe it has Mortal Kombat XXL. Yeah, there we go. XLL. In Japan. <laughs> <laughs> Emails. GameWareExpress at gmail.com is the email address. We have an email from Brandon. Yeah. Yo, GameWare. One, period. Close parentheses. What are y'all's thoughts on the differences between the VR headsets? Is PlayStation VR something you were looking forward to? Uh, and do you think PS4 Pro is going to have any kind of difference from the OG PS4 when it comes to VR? Um, okay. I have my PSVR pre-order still. Still deciding if I want to keep it or not. My thing is, am I excited and interested in it? Yes. Mm-hmm. Are you $500 excited and interested? Yes. Okay. I just I just had to cancel mine because I don't think I'm going to be able to afford it when it comes out. Yeah. Um, as far as it comparing to other VR headsets, it is the weakest because it doesn't do like full motion looking around. Right. And like movement. Have you used one? VR, like PSVR? PSVR? No. See, I've used all three. Okay. Um, like Vive and Oculus definitely... Well, right now, Oculus, you're sitting in your fucking chair and you're not moving until okay, the touch so, controllers so, come out. So then Vive is like what true VR really is. Yeah, that's what I have. I love my Vive. Unfortunately, right now, there's not too much out on it, so I'm kind of playing the same things. They're almost having more fun showing it to people. Like, mm-hmm. I'm a fucking like, demo kiosk. But because it has the two lighthouses across the room, if you have the room for it, it is the best because you can do the sitting experiences you can do on Oculus, and you can get up and move around the room. PSVR does have the motion stuff, but it's kind of like cut in half from Vive right? because you only have one camera, and it's only looking at your face. right? So you can't turn around. I mean, you can turn around because there are lights on the back of the headset, but you can't use the motion controllers because once you block the little light bulbs in the PlayStation Move, it's done. right? Uh, I'd say... Just hardware-wise, the PSVR is the most comfortable I've put on my face. That's cool. With Oculus Next and Vive actually being the least comfortable. Because the Vive is so fucking heavy, and those wires coming out are so thick. But, like, the PSVR is cool. You put it in, it has buttons on the top and bottom to, like, snap in, like, bring it closer to your face. Whereas the Vive, you have to, like, undo the Velcro straps and tighten them. I'm doing hand motions you can't see. Uh, Oculus, it's, I think, I, I haven't done an Oculus in two years. The latest Oculus I did was also very comfortable. It's a lot smaller than the first one I, did, I used. Uh, once Oculus Touch comes out, though, that could change the game a little bit. But, I mean, it's almost October now, and we still had no real news or mm-hmm. word on that. Plus, they're two different things, because both PSVR and Vive are kind of like the Wii, where you're waggling sticks around, whereas the Oculus Touch, like, like kind of not gloves, but you like put your hands through them. They kind of wrap around your hands. So it's more like fists and you're actually grabbing things than holding sticks like the Vive. So they're all kind of different. The reason I don't know if I'm going to keep my my pre-order, because I love new shiny things, but I really need to sit down and see again what games are coming out for PSVR. Like games. I'm definitely interested in PSVR games. I mean, what it comes with, VR Worlds looks really cool because mm-hmm. like, the luge and the shark tank yeah. cage thing look really neat. Um, Super Hypercube, obviously, right. just looks amazing. But um, a lot of things those... like Rigs look really neat. I played Rigs, it was um, okay. The, the but thing... I think another thing that v- PSVR has that's really interesting is like the whole fact that 
Um, if you're wearing it, all your other games will apparently seem like they're on a 100-inch television screen, right. whatever that means. Mm-hmm. But I think that's going to be more interesting for things because it'll be Netflix compatible. Yeah. So it's like you can like watch Netflix with this thing on your head. But but you can't really get comfortable because there's wires coming out of the back of your head and you have this like top-heavy thing leaning on you. So it seems like a cool selling point and it might be neat to do for like a thing like once, but I can't see a lot of people yeah, right. sitting there like doing that. So, like, realistically, I mean, Batman VR, what little bit I played seemed cool, but I don't know how much depth there is for that. Same with, like, Harmonix VR, same with Super Hypercube. A lot of these games is, there's not a lot of depth to them. So I've, Psychonauts VR. I haven't played Psychonauts, not in VR. No. Uh, so, it's just tough, because I have, already have a headset that I don't use as much as I like to anymore. Plus, I wear glasses, and while you can wear glasses for these things, it's not comfortable. So, mm-hmm. like, I have to put my contacts in. Like, uh, it's just I feel like there's a lot to do to play VR, and at least with the Vive, a lot of those games are moving around. So after an hour, or so I'm like, all right, I'm kind of tired. I don't feel like flailing around anymore. But I also feel like it's one of those things I don't want to play a sitting game because since I do have this option to get up and move around, that seems like better. It's just a weird mental thing for me. Yeah. Uh, so I'm still debating. I still have about another month to decide if I want to cancel my pre-order or not, or just like give it. I to may let else. you know. Oh yeah. And if <laughs> I can't afford it, just have you keep yours. Yeah. I mean, the PSVR looks cool. It lights up. You look like Tron. Yeah. And you have to hold the little the the controllers and stuff. We'll see. I think all VR in general is very exciting. And if all yeah, you can, no. and if and if the only hardware you have is PSVR and you you're can gonna be get just it, fine. Yeah, get it. Like, yeah, yeah, no, I think don't it's get me wrong. Great. Like it, it's cool, and if you don't already have one and you're a jaded fuck like me, uh, you'll I think you'll enjoy it. It is a really neat thing. I wish, and there's no way to do this. It's not very sociable because like if we were to quit doing this and let's go play VR, it's like. Me or you playing, the other person just sitting there. Yeah. I find if you're playing VR, it's best to have three people because the two people not playing can converse. But either way, it's still a very antisocial gaming platform because once you get in there, you can't see anyone around you. Yeah. So unless you're gonna like mess with the person in the headset, but that's still not fun to the person in the headset. <laughs> so it's hard to like have those kind of get-togethers. Like, hey, let's play VR, you know? Right. But it's still really cool, and it's the biggest jump. Since 2005, going from SD to HD, or going from sprites to like polygons in the 90s, of like changing the changing the yeah. gaming landscape. Yeah, like this to me, VR seems like it's the next 2D to 3D. Yeah, exactly. And then you know, they said in that press briefing last week or two weeks ago, whenever it was, that the PS4 Pro is supposed to help with VR a little bit, but I can't see it help a lot because you can't you can't have that much of a distinction or a difference. The thing with VR, though, is a lot of those games are going to look like shit because they have to run at 90 frames per second or you will get sick. Because yeah. we, we, I was in the tech park this week because um, Shill Shill, King Crow Studios, were working on a VR project now. And when you do stuff that drops the frame rate to 30, you like just want to vomit all over everything because that's not okay with your brain. Right. So you have to run at 90, so you have to pull the graphics back. So like Riggs was cool for like the five-minute demo I had, but it kind of looked like shit and... I don't know if I'd want to keep playing that for that long, but it's cool because you're in there and it's VR and it's exciting. Yeah. So that's always the weird thing with VR. As I say this right now here today, but if we were to be streaming like on Extra Life with a VR headset on, it's like super neat when you're in there. Just the idea of paying five hundred dollars, paying five to twenty, thirty dollars per game slash experience really starts to add up. That may be 
what I wait on then is like just make sure like all the games that come out are running good. Right. Like, because I mean, there's a lot of stuff I want to play, but like you said, if it's not running right, that's well, gonna make. Luckily, sick. one advantage of it being on a console is it has to pass Sony cert. Whereas, you know, you can put anything on Steam. Right. So some of these VR games, like developers just shitting out just to have something on there. And they don't run the best. Mm -hmm. Luckily, I've kind of avoided those because you can read reviews and, and you can see what's popular. Uh, so that's just the big thing is like if you're excited for VR and you have you can get one of uh, a PSVR, it's not bad. I'd say it's just up there. Obviously, the games aren't going to look as good as running it on like a PC with Vive. But it still has the motion control. It still has the moving around. You just can't spin. But not many Vive games I have require you to like really spin yeah. around a lot. Uh, and it's a really neat thing to have. Um, just remember, it is going to add up $500 plus all the little games you want to get to will, will add up quickly. Um, question the second. What is your most unpopular opinion in gaming and why? Something that almost nobody else agrees with. Mm, I think mine recently is that I don't like The Witcher 3. Yeah. I, didn't, I couldn't get into it, but... I always felt like I was lost because I didn't play the first two. Yeah. I know that people said I don't have to, but in my brain, it's like I can't just jump into a series. Yeah, to me, I just don't like the controls. I don't like the way mm -hmm. it handles. Yeah. It feels like I'm tugging around a very active, heavy dog on a leash. Yeah. Like, I just don't like that feeling. Mm -hmm. I guess whenever I play, like, third-person action-adventure games, like, stuff like Zelda is very comfortable. I, yeah. Most, most third-person action games are actually very comfortable, but, yeah, I, I just I didn't like the way... Right. That game feels... It, I mean, it's gorgeous, and I know a lot of people liked it, and I wish I would have played it more. It's just, maybe if I went back and played the first two, I'd feel more comfortable in three. But, like, games like Persona or, like, Final Fantasy are different because they're not continuous stories. Like, you can play Persona 3 without playing one or two. But, like, Witcher 3, I was playing through it, and I like playing games for story, so half the time I'm like, am I supposed to know who this is or what's going on, or am I not? Because You know what I'm saying? And that whole mm -hmm. time I was just questioning it, it was driving me crazy. Plus, that Griffin fight was not fun the first time I did yeah. it. So I don't know if I'm supposed to restart the game and go get the books and get the chainsaws to get, kill, you know. <laughs> but I just, it was hard to get into. And it came out right before E3 last year, and then I was traveling. So uh, for mine, I don't know if it's, it's like my most unpopular, but I guess just recently, is I don't have a problem with No Man's Sky. We've talked about this before. Yeah, me either. But, like, everyone fucking is, was on their, like, panties in a wad about that. I whatever i think there's a lot of games like that that we can probably go on and on like, yeah i know like a lot of people on the internet uh like with final fantasy 7 remake mm -hmm. like people are not liking the way the battle system's looking like oh it's action but to me it's like i don't want to play the same game from 20 years ago mm -hmm. like i'm so you can it's on ps4 yeah, right it's now it's on ps4 yeah. now with yeah so if like i want to play final fantasy 7 i have many ways to play it mm -hmm. like i'm very glad they're switching it right and i know a lot of people are upset about the episodic thing that it's doing but it's like so i don't <laughs> exactly. care like to me that kind of makes sense mm -hmm. you know I, I know this is going to be a huge project for them and i think that's one of the ways that it can only be done right yeah is releasing it like that but and, and you know if they're expanding on it you know the first episode is supposed to have a much more expanded midgar and all mm -hmm. that kind of stuff so i mean as long as there's more to do like i doubt it's going to be like Final Fantasy VII, where you spend the first five to six hours in Midgar, and that's it. Yeah. You know? Ooh, that's another unpopular thing, speaking <sighs> of all this. Um, hate to break the news to everyone, 
But uh, no Final Fantasy has ever been open world. <laughs> the giant world map is just a whole bunch of nothing. Yeah. And games like Final Fantasy Thirteen that are quote-unquote linear are just as linear as like Final Fantasy VI and Final <laughs> Fantasy Seven. It's just... They don't give but you the, random encounter battles, Neil. They, uh, they're in Final Fantasy 13 also. <laughs> um, they just don't give you the option to go to all these barren places. Yeah. So I guess there's another unpopular opinion of mine. Plus, we were uh, <laughs> Destiny Year One players, and we thought it was always a good game. So yeah, boom. I still think it was, but I think it's a much better game. Oh, now. it's a much better game now. Thanks for your email, Brandon. Uh, GameWareExpress at gmail.com is that email address. Which brings us to special stages. You want to go first, Neil? Um, yeah. I had something and I forgot. I'll go first then. Okay. I saw a movie this week. Uh, haven't been released to the theater in a while. Uh, we went and saw Kubo and the Two Strings, which um, the Adam review take on it is I think it's going to be one of those movies that probably wins like Best Animated Picture at the Oscar because like Oscars because like technically and artistically it looked really good. Uh, story-wise, I thought it was kind of bland. Typical Heroes Quest. But it was a good movie. It was cool. Uh, I didn't realize it was one of those kind of like uh, like James and the Giant Peach, mm-hmm. Coraline, kind of... Was that like... Anim- not, um, like stop motion? Like, yeah. Like, I thought it was like CG. So, I mean, it looked cool. They did a lot of cool things. The fight scenes are really cool. But um, I found the story a little meh. But it has really high reviews. And it was a really good, good little mm-hmm. movie. So, I don't think it's going to be in theaters much longer, if at all. But we're yeah. seeing, yeah, I guess. yeah, nice. definitely. Uh, the people I went with, they loved it. So it was a cute little movie. I just thought the story was it was just a traditional yeah. like hero's quest, yeah, you know, like tale. So yeah. I mean, that's how I felt about movies, like how you mentioned, like Coraline. Like yeah. I thought the animation was really great, but as far as like a story in a movie, like, yeah, it was exactly, okay. mm-hmm. yeah. But so that was cool. And then I got Civil War on Blu-ray and watched that this morning. Nice. That movie's still great. I need to see that. So good. Still need to see that. So many movies to catch up on. I know. I, that's probably. I, I should probably just start taking like, at some point in the week and watching movies I haven't seen because mm-hmm. that could be my special stage <laughs> for the next three years. I feel like I'm I sure. didn't go to movies much this summer and I missed out on oh, a lot. I haven't. But I, the last two times I've been to theaters was Star Wars and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Wow. That's it. And yeah. the next time I'm going is probably Star Wars. <laughs> the thing is, too, like... Uh... I always see, like, right after my birthday, which is, you know, right now, is when we enter, like, Halloween season, like, end of September and into October. So we, like, start watching all, like, scary movies. And, like, Blair Witch just came out. I really want to see that. I know Rings is coming out. Like, all the yeah. sequels to your favorite late 90s to early 2000s Yay! horror movies are popping up. At least up they're not year. remakes. That's true. Um, yeah, I still don't really remember what my special stage was, but I'll just go on ahead and say that football this year has been so awesome. Yeah. Like, Week one was lots of really good games, like between one and two points. Even if your favorite team, like the Saints, lost, it was a hella good yeah, game. Yeah, Um, And, like, even Thursday night, like, who would have thought the Bills and Jets would have scored more than 20 combined points? <laughs> like, That's holy true. hell. Like, yeah. that was such an awesome game. And I'm really excited for what today's college football. When's the LSU game? It's know? at 6 p.m. tonight. Okay. So in a few hours, I'm excited for LSU again because we switched our quarterbacks. So yeah. maybe did they announce that Edding is starting? Uh, Biles hasn't announced anything yet. If he's like, uh, I'm sure he will be. I'm, if Edding doesn't start, I'll go down there and fire Les Miles <laughs> myself. Uh, so. Yeah, I'm just like really amped for football season. Like, yeah. especially the NFL, it just seems like it's like nothing but good games every single time I watch one. Yeah, it's cool. Mm. 
that's our show. That's it. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Adam Arinder. I am at Happy Birthday Body. <laughs> Thanks, Neil. You can find Gamer on Facebook, facebook.com slash GamerBR, or this podcast, facebook.com slash Express. You can also listen to it or I post it every Friday on SoundCloud, unless it's Saturday like today. Uh, also on iTunes, Xbox Music, and Google Play. That iTunes update is out, too. Not iTunes. IPhone, iOS. iOS update is it's out. It's fun. Yeah. It's stupid, but it's fun. I haven't done it yet. I know you keep trying to send me like gifts and like confetti, and I can't see it yet. Wait till you can. I'll, maybe I'll update it after the show. It's so it's it's just ridiculous. Like, yeah. but it's it's fun. It seems I like, like it. iMessage a lot like Facebook Messenger now. Apple yeah. does a thing where they come out with what's been going on like two years later and yeah. claim it's their own and cool. Like, but... there's like it's it's a fifty fifty for me. Like, I really love the new message stuff, but mm-hmm. like I hate the new lock screen. Yeah. I hate the new, like, I don't like the look, like, you know how you didn't like PS4 update with, like, the black and white? Yeah. Like, I hate that. Like, that looks so stupid. It does. But. I hate the, yeah, I hate the pop-up bubbles on PS4 now, because yeah, they're, like, white and blue just, instead of just being black flow. to blend it's just, in. It's just gray. It's yeah. just grayscale, and you can <laughs> see your messages. And well, I don't have anything pop-up on my stuff. I turn all that shit off. Yeah. I don't like pop-ups. Yeah. I don't like my phone making noise in general. I always just keep it on silent. Yeah, me too. But I miss so much, so I have to have. That's true. Like, oh, what? That's true. Because sometimes I won't open my phone if there's no notification. Right. Right. So. So. Yeah. Cool, Neil. Thank you for joining me this morning. It's uh, been fun. Yeah. I'm ready to party. Yeah. Hopefully, Vaughn and Steven will be back um, next week. Sorry, we were a day late, y'all. We'll try to be back on a uh, schedule next week. We probably have a. We're planning on having a very special guest next week. We're supposed to have a very special guest this week, but we had to push recording back. Uh, Sorry, very special guest. Hopefully, uh, they'll be here next week. Um, everyone out there thank you so much for listening uh, have a great weekend and we'll see you next week bye